You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Chris Jennings. Joining us again today is Jay Anglin. Jay, welcome back to the show. Always great to be here. Now, Jay provides the migration alerts and the migration updates for ducks.org for the Great Lakes region. And Jay's always a great guest to have on because he is in the know for pretty much the whole region. Um, right now, it's pretty awesome because he's sitting in a field getting ready to set decoys. So we caught up to him. Jay, how's the season been up there for you? Well, you know, it's just like everywhere else. It's been a weather issue. You know, it, it, there's days when you go out and you kind of surpri- you're surprised you did okay. But a lot of times the birds just aren't moving. And, and, you know, I hear a lot of people talking about how there's not any birds, there's no birds, it's just terrible. You know, there are actually quite a few birds lurking, you know, around the countryside and some of the prime areas. They just don't do a whole lot. So on days when it's appropriate, when you have some good weather and it's, you know, you get some wind or some precipitation or all the above, you know, generally we've been doing pretty good. I can't complain. You know, the weather's the weather. You can't do anything about it, right? Yeah, you're still out there, hunting. I mean, that's what we're dealing with in the South. Um, really, really warm weather. I mean, killing mosquitoes type weather. And, you know, we're just, we're getting out there and we're hunting and we're finding some birds and, you know, they're getting stale. But, but you know, the good news is, which is why I wanted to bring you on today, is that weather is going to be a real shakeup for pretty much a majority of the Mississippi Central Flyways and and probably some of the Atlantic Flyways as well. What are you seeing up there as far as how's your weather going to change in northern Indiana just drastically this weekend? Yeah, so I'm in the north zone. I'm about, I don't know, a couple miles from the Michigan state line where I'm sitting right now. And we are we are kind of like ground zero for... Um, you know, the last of the, the, the holdouts as far as birds coming down. 
Um, they're starting to mass up in these classic areas where, you know, when I was younger would be places where they would winter. So these birds are our winter birds, a lot of them. But because of this sustained uh, warm weather, a lot of these really key areas where birds have been kind of concentrated in the full moon when they've been feeding at night, there's not a lot of food, to be honest with you. You know, it's not, it, 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 sooner or later it runs out. So a lot of our moist soil areas that are key right now, that's a huge deal because we were so dry. A lot of these wet areas grew up in a lot of moist soil vegetation. And uh, then we got plenty of precipitation for the last month and a half or so. And so they're flooded. So there's birds everywhere. All that is going to change Saturday. It's going to freeze up. Birds will jump into moving water, big lakes. Um, I mean, we're getting down in single digits here on uh, Sunday. So um, these birds up here will be the hardiest birds that no one down south ever sees. And the ones that are hanging out with them are going to be gone. And they're going to be down south as far as they have to go to, to you know, uh, make a living. So one thing we've talked about around here is those mid-latitude states have really held on to the ducks this year with this warm weather. And I think everyone who hunts, you know, throughout several of these southern states, um, especially where, where I hunt in Arkansas, you know, we're kind of looking up and we're just like, man, something's got to give. Like these birds are, you know, we're hearing reports of, you know, massive pintail numbers in Indiana and Illinois. And we're just like, those things should be down here. Like, what are they doing? So that's good news. And and we'll come back to Indiana here, but um, let's do a quick little roundup of, you know, the Great Lakes region. Obviously, you've got Minnesota, Wisconsin, they're done. You know, seasons are done. They have some ice in the northern tiers of those states. Um, you know, some snow cover. Even yesterday, Minnesota, central Minnesota got a bunch of snow. So those areas should not be holding many birds. And granted, there's probably some holdouts up there. But um, those areas should be, you know, those birds should be gone. But when we start talking about Illinois and northern Indiana and even Ohio, um, southern Michigan is another good example. Michigan was really a bright spot this season. Um, you talked about it several times how, you know, who knows why, but maybe it's because the prairies were dry. But, you know, Michigan was holding a lot of birds um, there for a while. Uh, but, you know, so let's kind of pinpoint in on some of these regions. So you talk to a lot of guys in northern Ohio. You know, what are you hearing there? So, you know, they picked up a bunch of birds per the uh, migration alert, which was, uh, I believe, two weeks ago. Um, and, and those Lake Erie marshes are huge magnets. You know, a ton of birds from Ontario and Michigan and, and western Quebec just pile in there. Those birds, those Lake Erie marshes are going to start freezing in earnest. I mean, legit freezing this weekend. Um, you know, and it doesn't say cold forever. But the, the fact is, is that once those freeze up, uh, obviously you'll have bluebills and et cetera out on the open water of Lake Erie this year, as you will on Lake Michigan for that matter. But a lot of those birds are going to scat skedaddle and they're going to head into the central part, the interior of Ohio, you know, the north zone and down even into the south zone. So those guys that have been kind of waiting, it should happen, I would suspect. Uh, Indiana, we're just covered with birds. I mean, there's obviously some dead zones, there always is. But in the key areas, we have a lot of birds. Now, does that mean guys are going out and doing really, really well? Um, you know, again, it goes to the weather and, and scouting and skills and all that. But the guys that know what's up, they're doing pretty good. Um, Illinois, it's kind of odd. Over on the state line of Indiana, there's there's another little dead zone there. And that's probably because for whatever reason, some birds over here, maybe we wouldn't normally see, i.e. the pintails, uh, that would go down through Illinois and down to to say where you guys are in Arkansas and Tennessee and Kentucky and Southern Missouri and all that. Uh, they, they seem to have a little dead zone there. So the IRV, the Mississippi over in Illinois is usually drawing hundreds and hundreds of thousands of birds. And a lot of these birds 
coming through Indiana right now are working their way down to that Wabash River Valley, which people really don't talk about much. But as you know, being a guy from Terre Haute, Indiana, Wabash River Valley has a lot of waterfowl habitat and more and more every year. So it's starting to draw more birds in years like this where they're not quite getting to you guys and they're just kind of coming down from here. I think the big mashup's going to be in the central part of Ohio, uh, Indiana, central down to southern Indiana, and then southern Illinois. I think you're going to see a big influx of birds. You know, Michigan's still holding a bunch of birds. Um, those birds are not going to hang around much longer, uh, at least the ones that don't, that don't winter there, you know. What are you hearing about the geese along that northern edge of Illinois, Ohio, and Indiana? Are you expecting, you know, a, a big influx into the Central Park portions of these states as this cold weather hits? Or are those geese just, I mean, those things hold out for so long. They're they're pretty hardy. And I know that Milwaukee, Chicago, suburban area, um, that area just holds so many Canadas. And, uh, and do you think those things might get a little bump? Some hunters may see some. Uh, you might see some some of the migrant, you know, some of the birds like the interior race birds that kind of, you know, go back to the traditional push of, you know, getting down south a little further. But my opinion is it's not going to be very substantial for geese. I mean, we have some big pockets of geese. Um, I know, you know, I live in northern Indiana and in my town alone, there's probably four to five thousand right now. Uh, bouncing around with a few specks. I'm talking Canada's with a few specks mixed in and a smattering of snows. Uh, I did talk to a guy about a half hour ago that told me in southern in southern Indiana they had probably 50k specks in his area, and he said they're down to about 10, and he didn't know where they went. Well, I know where they went. They're up here because we're seeing a bunch of specks. So will those specks hang out with these big local Canadas and and uh, you know freeze their little tootsies off? We'll see. I, I, they have been doing that in January, generally speaking, in the last few years. So I suspect the goose thing won't be nearly as profound as it will for these ducks. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, growing up, and I, like you mentioned, I grew up on that uh, Wabash River corridor right there and, and hunting all of that area. And you know, we even had more Canada's there then than they get now. I mean, those things continue to stay further and further um, north. But I'm sure those guys will pick up some birds. You know, kind of a rule of thumb for us uh, there was we never really had great hunting until those marshes around Lake Michigan froze. You know, you, where you guys are, northern Indiana, um, you know, all of those small marshes up there, moist soil units, things like that needed to freeze up before we started really picking up good numbers on the Wabash River. Um, and it sounds like that's going to happen. So that that may be good news for some of those, um, you know, southern Indiana, southern Illinois hunters who are really expecting that. You know, you mentioned that, you know, there's a lot of pintails flying around up there. You're hearing reports of that. Is that s somewhat of an oddity for you guys? Yeah, so I've always been lucky because where I live in Northwest Indiana, I'm, I'm kind of in, if you wanted to call it a, an area of Indiana, like sort of like a pintail area, I'm in it. So um, for me to kill pintails is, and see them is pretty regular occurrence. But to see them in the numbers we have now where they're outnumbering mallards is is unprecedented. And, and that's just not one little area. It's everywhere. And, you know, guys that normally text me, yeah, we did pretty good this morning, you know, got a few greenheads. They're like, done with our pintails, right out of the gate, done with pintails. I've heard that 20 times in the last week and a half, you know, between uh, the North Zone in Indiana, between the South Zone. Uh, guys in Michigan are talking about they're still seeing pintails. So we have a lot of pintails. And that goes all the way down to the report I just got from Southern Indiana as of this morning, um, down in that sort of Ohio River, Wabash River corridor, guys are field hunting. And they had flocks of 300 plus pintails coming in after they were done with pintails, literally 
and up until about a half hour ago, and that's insane, man. Yeah, it really. Yeah, is. and I even know some guys around Terre Haute who were hunting last week, and they shot um, a handful of pintails as well. Which I mean, they shoot a few here and there, but yeah, I mean, when they're when when they're immediately saying, "Yeah, we're done with pintails," but waiting on something else, like, "Oh, that's that's interesting." So I would imagine that some of those birds are probably going to get bounced out of some of those areas as this big north wind blows in on Saturday. Um, at least that's the uh, optimism that I'm going to hold out for down here in the south. <laughs> I, I well, I think you're spot on on that. I think these pintails aren't going to be around much longer. Um, you know, one thing I want to talk to you about, you shot, what would you refer to it as a northern Indiana trifecta? Um, tell us a little bit about that because I, I never really heard that, but I thought it was a pretty cool picture you sent. Yeah, so that was uh, at the last day of our first split, which was a couple weeks ago, and it was in this exact farm I'm sitting on right now. And uh, it was kind of a mixed spread, a little sheet water up against a ditch and um, it was, I believe, five or six of us, and we, you know, having a great day on greenheads and and blacks. Actually, the farmer had a special request. He said, "You can hunt it as long as you can get me a big drake about black duck to get mounted. I've always wanted one." And so I, I went, I got through my mallards, and then I said, "All right, I'm on pintail and black duck duty." Got my pintail <laughs> pretty quick, and I kid you not, I I had one shell left in my gun. I was about half asleep laying there next to this ditch. And I look up and here comes his black duck and I roll him up and it's a big bull, big Drake black duck. So to go greenhead bull sprig with a nice sprig on it and, and, and a big adult, you know, mature black duck and three shots is that's special. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. No, that's, that is pretty awesome. I, I showed that picture around the office a little bit. Um, just kind of pointing out that, you know, you're up there in Northern Indiana, which I mean, I guess historically that was a great waterfowl, but then it had, it kind of declined. Um, but now it seems to be really picking up and benefiting from some of these warmer temperatures where you're right at that, at that edge. So that's a, that's just a spectacular story. You have any other updates from around the region? You know, uh, I know you, you'd mentioned, briefly mentioned some, uh, some Illinois and, and some of that Illinois River Valley. Are you hearing anything out of there? Well, you know, the latest report from the aerial surveys indicated that, you know, the, the IRV, the Illinois River Valley, is finally starting to kind of unload a little bit. Um, you know, they're they're below long-term averages now overall in the, in the IRV because those birds have been there. I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands of birds have been there for so long that all that food has been essentially tapped out. And, you know, you'd expect them to stick around a little bit in a warm day, but they get a little cool night and off they go. On the other hand, the Mississippi River Valley, which is, you know, the central Mississippi is right there just to the west of the IRV. It's holding incredible numbers. And so those birds are going to roll down the Mississippi. And if you're down south and you're looking north, expect to see them soon. I have a, I have a feeling you're going to start seeing a pretty good pit push through there. As some of the birds that are holding out in the Dakotas and, and places like that where the season's closed, but now they're getting some frigid temps coming in, they're all just going to go. I, I, that's my prediction. Uh, you know, it could be wrong, but I hope I'm not for you guys down there. So Yeah, I mean, that whole area up there is supposed to go into single digits and, and kind of a, pro, well, what I guess we would consider a prolonged cold now, um, which is probably four or five days below freezing um, in single digits and teens at night. Um, and that's you know, that's really what we need as far as, you know, lower Mississippi alluvial valley hunters. I mean, we're really dependent on, I mean, there's some great habitat up there. And when it's not cold, what are you going to do if you're a duck? I'd stay up there too. But um, I think we're going to get a little pulse here. It's exactly what we need. And and maybe if we can get one more before the season goes out, we'll be, we'll be in pretty good shape. Yeah. I think you guys are, this is a really great scenario. We're going to end on a high note. And uh, put away our duck decoys and, and with a big smile on our face, you know, 
and and switch to geese and it should be perfect for geese so everything all is well that ends well up here and i just hope everybody down there gets a good good shot at some of these birds because um there's a bunch there's a bunch up here still so um i suspect it, it'll be real good yeah and, and you guys the season closes on monday correct yeah yeah it, it closes monday michigan has a two-day split this weekend that's always pretty spectacular because they've been closed for weeks and so everything's loaded up and stabilized and so guys go in there and honestly you know, Lake Michigan's been spectacular. I talked to guys who've been going out and shooting lots of long tails and bluebills and even scoters offshore. Um, it's pretty specialized stuff. You don't just go out there in any old boat and, and you know, and you, you're talking 100 to 150, you know, feet of anchor line, at least one anchor. So, uh, but they're doing well out there too. And that's, that's any, available any day. So, uh, guys, I know a couple guys planning on doing that in Michigan this weekend. And, uh, but yeah, again, we're going to end on a high note, so it's going to be pretty cool. Awesome. Man, it sounds good. That's good news for everybody um, throughout the Central and Mississippi flyways as those birds trickle through with this front. Um, should be exciting. Um, everyone can get ready. This is kind of what, as a waterfowl hunter, this is kind of what we all wait, you know, sit around and wait for and talk about um, one big weather system to, to really lock some things up up north. Uh, before I get, get you out of here, Jay, one thing I always ask you, you know, how's the fishing? Well, this this whoop de doo style weather where you know it's 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 just up and down, up and down. It's really hard to get on fish, and so it's been it's been okay. I'll say that. There's some days it's great. I think I'm a rock star, and other days I scratch my head and think, why did I ever get into this? But uh, I've been guiding a lot. I've been on the river. People are happy. You know, at the end of the day, they have a smile on their face. That's all I can go. That's all I can do on a slow day of fishing. So I suspect fishing will be real good coming up too, because we actually need some cold to set these fish and get them, you know, to stop moving steelhead to stop moving up the river. So yeah, I appreciate you asking it, but it's been frustrating. I can tell you that. Awesome. Well, that, that's good. Uh, as long as everyone has a smile on their face, that's all that matters. Jay, I appreciate you jumping on today and, and kind of giving everyone an update. And I think this is an exciting show because we are waiting for the weather and you're bringing nothing but good news. You might be the most popular guest ever. <laughs> well, I hope I'm not wrong. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Don't be wrong. You'll get an email. <laughs> I'd like to thank my guest, Jay Anglin, for coming on the show and providing a Great Lakes region update on the incoming weather. I'd like to thank our producer, Chris Isaac, for putting the show together and getting it out to you. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining us on the DU Podcast and supporting Wetlands Conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com.
Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. The next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit campuswaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation, united by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation, take it outside.